Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of our Knowledge Group podcast where we're taking a forward look at what speakers intend to cover at our webcasts. And today we're turning our attention to a comprehensive ethics guide for lawyers and what you should know and do. The program will be going live May 7th, running between 12pm and 1.30pm, that's Eastern Standard Time, and we'll be joined by Thomas Sansone, a partner at Comedy Torrance Sandak and Hennessy LLP. We'll also be joined by Deborah Winnaker, a department attorney at Cozen O'Connor, and her colleague Sarah Sweeney, an attorney also at Cozen O'Connor. Now, their information and information about their respective firms can be found in the description box down below, along with some information about the full agenda and how to sign up for this program. Don't forget, there'll be the code PODCAST25, and when used at checkout, that code gets you 25% off that first webcast registration. But for now, let's turn things over to our speakers, and they'll walk us through what they intend to cover on this webcast. Thank you very much. I'm really looking forward to the webcast. Uh, For many years, ethics has been an integral part of my personal practice. For six years, I served on the Grievance Committee for the state of Connecticut. And in that capacity, I had an opportunity to really observe firsthand some of the critical issues that confront attorneys in their day-to-day practices. And um, the one thing that really strikes me and what I hope that we'll be bringing out through the webcast, especially uh, in the topics that I'm hoping to cover, are the importance of client communications, both written and oral, and uh, the necessity of providing clarity through those communications, making sure that the client understands the scope of the representation that the lawyer is undertaking and is kept apprised of all of the developments. I would say that... uh, that was probably one of the single biggest areas that created grievances for lawyers in the state of Connecticut was the inability to maintain good client communication. So that certainly is something that I want to highlight, especially with respect to providing information through the initial client communication, the retainer letter, as well as through the subsequent communications that you have throughout the course of representation, including those that take place when you terminate representation as well. The other big topic that I'll be covering will be the importance of managing client funds properly. This was also an area that was very fruitful for creating grievances throughout my tenure on the statewide grievance committee. So I'm very uh, sensitized to and very much uh, a fan of maintaining good financial business practices when it comes to maintaining your client's trust funds accounts. And so those are a couple of the topics I hope to cover, and I'm looking forward to the webcast. So I'm Deb Winokur, and I am Professional Responsibility Counsel at Cozen O'Connor in its Philadelphia office. I, at Cozen, I'm a member of our Legal Profession Services Group and uh, work with clients on their risk management and ethics issues as they arise. I'm also a lecturer in law at the University of Pennsylvania Carey Law School. Um, well, that is if we have a fall semester um, or, you know, semesters in the future. Um, and I teach professional responsibility there. And in that capacity, I like to take a practical approach with the students to how these types of um, professional responsibility and ethics issues will come up uh, in their practice. And that's kind of the same um, approach I'd like to take on the webinar or the podcast that's coming up. Uh, So I'm going to discuss some new opinions on email communications and highlight the measures you need to take to protect yourself from violating uh, different rules, uh, specifically um, really keeping you from running afoul of the no contact rule 
or um, possibly leading your client to making an inadvertent disclosure. Um, in addition, we're going to talk about some new issues that have arisen in the area of competence in the last um, year or so. Uh, one of the, um, you know, one of the issues I'd like to discuss is technological competence and how um, there have been some missteps by lawyers recently um, that, you know, might might give people some, you know, nightmares at night, but really in the area of um, not properly redacting documents. So we'll take a look at a couple of those cases. And um, lastly, talk about how um, the idea of wellness fits into overall competence, which I think is particularly relevant um, in the time that we're living in. So that's uh, what I hope to cover um, and look forward to um, speaking with everyone then. Thanks. My name is Sarah Sweeney, and like Deb, I am Professional Responsibility Counsel at Cozen O'Connor and member of the Legal Professions Group. Um, I am a member of the Pennsylvania Bar Association's Legal Ethics Committee and Professional Liability Committee, and I serve as co-chair of the Philadelphia Bar Association's Committee on Professional Guidance. Uh, so during the third and final segment of this upcoming ethics webinar, I'll spend about half the time talking about how to avoid an unintended attorney-client relationship and just going over some of the best practices for properly identifying the client from the outset um, and even throughout the course of the representation if necessary. Notwithstanding a couple limited exceptions, the first element of professional negligence or breach of fiduciary duty claims is an attorney-client relationship. So for obvious reasons, an unintended attorney-client relationship can have drastic repercussions, to say the least. Um, so we'll just talk about how to avoid that and, um, you know, in various contexts. Then, likely without any transition at all, knowing me and my lack of grace, I'll switch gears and talk about joint representation arrangements. So uh, in that regard, we'll talk about various factors lawyers should consider when drafting agreements that will govern the relationship between jointly represented parties and the attorney or the firm that they've engaged. Specifically, potential conflicts of interest, um, confidences among the parties, and of course, the attorney-client privilege. So I think that these are issues that are equally relevant to attorneys in big law or mid-sized firms, solo practitioners, whatever the case may be. So I look forward to uh, discussing these issues with everyone that joins in, whether it's for just a refresher or attorneys that are just starting out um, or attorneys that just need CLE credit. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Knowledge Group podcast. Don't forget, more information about our speakers, their firms, the agenda for the webcast, and how to sign up, it's all found in the description box down below. You'll also see the code PODCAST25. When used at checkout, that code gets you 25% off that very first webcast registration. And we hope to see you at that event. And until next time, take care. Bye for now.